This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, episode 184, the Supergirl series. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Bummer. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Tell me when we're starting. We're good. Right now? Yep. Oh, okay. Oh, oh um, all right. Okay, uh, all right. <clears throat> all right. Do, do you want to erase that? No. Okay. I, I can just edit it. I'm... I'm not like Ben. I can go back and edit in post. Oh, good. <laughs> this is going to be an awesome episode. Then we can say anything we want, and it's just to edit it out. See you later. No one will know. No one will know. <laughs> You're editing all that out, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, to Strangers and Aliens, the podcast that takes a look at uh, Christianity and pop culture and sees sort of where they come together and sometimes when they don't come together as well um my name is steve mcdonald today i am uh, joined by one of the other strangers and aliens it's me evan yes the new stranger and or alien have we figured out what you are yet well no i would go with alien just because aliens are cool and i have a big head okay well there you go i think i think that pretty much pretty much encapsulates it sweet is that a word i think i just invented a word <laughs> no encapsulate that's a real word <laughs> i'm also wearing a superman shirt so it's kind of like wearing an alien flag on my chest there you go so i think that settles it although he was uh, identified as a stranger from another planet right oh yes that's also true so aliens so he's i guess he's, he's the original stranger and alien yeah i guess the the only person who regularly calls him an alien is lex luther we can be both i did shave my head once <laughs> yeah it's a, a constant issue with me <laughs> anyway today we're looking at the supergirl tv series i guess it's the only supergirl series out there so yes uh, if we refer to it as the Supergirl TV series, it's just a little bit of redundancy, which is fine, I guess, in this case, um, because it could be, I don't know, it could be a radio series. It could be a comic strip. Probably not. Well, yeah, we're, we're just talking about the – I mean there have been comic books, but this yeah. is the only television series. There has been a movie. That's right. Yeah. Which, which I have not seen actually. Oh, boy. Put it right there on the top of the list. Oh. <laughs> I've heard things. Ben yes. has told me things, and it's just like I don't really wanna. Even though, but even though, like Superman is my absolute favorite. Well, right, but I, I mean, don't know. 
even though Superman is your favorite, it's not like you're going to be watching Superman four often. You know, that, I mean, it's also true. Yeah, <laughs> there are limits <laughs> to to you know these things. Um, but I mean, if you're a real huge Supergirl fan, I would say see the movie. You know, just just to be a completist about it, make up your own mind about it. Some people like it. And interestingly enough, um, the actress who played Supergirl in the movie is Supergirl's mom in the show. Is Supergirl's mom in the show? Yeah, which is kind of interesting how they how they're reusing people and sort of like in the Flash. You know, the the yep. Flash from the 1990s series is the Flash's dad in this series. So it's very interesting how the TV show is is reusing. Um, you know, different uh, actors and things like that. So yes. it, it's good to see. And one of my favorite Supermans, Supermans, Supermen, Supermans is uh, is playing her adopted Earth father, Dean Cain. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Always good to see him. Always good to see him. Nice, nice. So uh, just as a, a caveat, uh, if you've never seen this show, you are sort of in my shoes. And if you have seen the show and watched it a lot. You're sort of in Evan's shoes. Yes. So this is going to be sort of a question and answer because I've seen a couple episodes, and I have some questions about them. Okay. Or the you know even the the, the universe at large, and we're going to sort of work through those questions now. Just as a as as a I'm going to put it right up there in the front, we're not going to try to spoil what we're you know the 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 source material here. We may, and we apologize for that if we do, but we also are going to have a spoiler-full uh, segment of the of the show after the spoiler-free segment, which is at the beginning. Yes. So we're going to do spoiler-free first, and then we're going to have the the spoiler music, and then we'll we're going to uh, we'll do those the spoilers then. And I think in the spoiler music, we're, we're probably going to use. Uh, the the one that, that Ben put together, who is the the third uh, of the Strangers and Aliens, and the mastermind behold, behind the whole thing, actually. So if you're if you're missing Ben in this episode, you know just uh, just lay low. He'll be back for the next episode, most likely. Yeah, yeah. he's off planet right now. Yes, he's a. He heard that uh, Krypton was discovered by scientists, so he went out off in a spaceship without telling anybody, and he'll be back in like five years or something. We'll have all yeah. moved on by then. <laughs> <laughs> we won't care. Um, but okay, so what will happen is uh, I'll ask a question. Okay. And if it's the type of question where you say, hmm, this is really something that needs to be in the spoiler section, we will save it. <clears throat> so, Evan, uh, looking at the series overall, you've seen episode one to episode. The last eight, one. 18 or whatever it was. Yep. Um, what would be your grade letter grade or number grade or whatever however you want to do it how many whatever okay man if, okay let's just do i'm going to give it the out of the five stars that's what okay. I, I usually do so um let's do it is hovering somewhere in between four and 4.5 stars wow yeah so this is this is a, a good one for you i thoroughly enjoy this show Every episode, well, almost every episode. That's why it doesn't have the full five. But pretty much every episode, I'm I'm loving it. Okay. All right. Yep. So if anyone hasn't watched, if, if first of all, if you're not familiar with the concept of Supergirl, maybe we can just 
hit that right away. If if you're not familiar with the concept of Superman, go and read some comic books or something. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yes, this wouldn't be the show for you. Um, but if you're un, un, unfamiliar with the concept of Supergirl, uh, let's just put that out there. This is not going to be a spoiler because this sort of plays out in the comic books, and it's, I think it sort of plays out in the in the show. So it's been Evan, around for about 65 years. Already. Yeah, <laughs> she's 65 years old. Yeah. She'll be super grandma by now. But go ahead and, and give a, in a nutshell. Okay. The, uh, so the original concept of Supergirl is what we're seeing here is she is uh, Superman's actual biological cousin from Krypton, which kind of, you know, people are like, yeah. You know, how, he's not the last son of Krypton if everybody's shooting their kids off in rocket ships and <laughs> under Earth, you know. But it does make sense because, like, if your brother is so convinced that the planet is going to explode, that he puts his infant son in a rocket and shoots him into the sky, okay, well, one, you might think he's nuts. But then when <laughs> there's earthquakes all over, you might consider doing the same thing to your only daughter. Right. Okay, so it does make a little bit of sense. Now, I don't know if you'd put the family dog in there. <laughs> or the, the family, horse. Yeah, or the monkey, the pet monkey that you pet. have. Uh, but it does make sense for this. And so uh, in the in, in the newer comics, uh, I don't think this was – I don't know if this was the original intent behind Supergirl. Steve, maybe you might know. But in the newer comics, um, the reason she was sent to Earth was to watch over baby Kal-El – um, on the earth while he's growing up and she got stuck in like this suspended animation or a wormhole what, what, or what have you. And she's arrived on earth, um, as a teenager, the same age when she left. And by then Superman had already grown into Superman. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's how it originally was intended. I think they just wanted to have another, a female version of Superman. Right. Um, and then it, it just sort of played into that over the years. Um, so I don't know if, if that was the original intent. Some of, I, I could be wrong. I'm not the biggest Supergirl uh, historian of all time. In fact, I'm a very tiny one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think that matters terrifically. You know, okay. th- with, with things like this, with Superman, with Batman, with Spider-Man, they're reinvented so often now. And they even were back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. you, you would have someone subtly alter the story as they're retelling the story, you know. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, OK, so a little something is different here. OK, I'll accept that. You know, so Superman, you know, it used to be that the uh, Krypton was a planet on the other side of the sun, hmm. you know. But now, obviously, Krypton is, is you know, in a, in a completely different solar system by itself. Um, so, you know, things change and usually it's the core concepts that we're interested in. And I know a lot of people bristle when things change like that and stuff like, but if you look at it in sort of the way I do, these are modern myths. And when you have a myth with Hercules in it and he's doing something and he attains what he's supposed to attain, you want to tell another story with Hercules in it, but he's already where he needs to be. Well, let's just make up another cool story. And this time Hercules dies and he becomes a demigod or something. Okay, great. There's another stories with Hercules in it. And then it goes to a different culture 
and oh, it's not Hercules, it's Heracles or, you know, something else. And he has his own stories and they're subtly different. So these are myths. They're going to change. You're yep. going to like some, you're not going to like some other ones. That's yes. that's what we get when we have these modern superheroes. They're, so. vi- they're very, very old intellectual property. So there's going to be some different takes on the on the characters throughout the years. Right. And, you know, for, for, for good or for ill, you know, so. Ah, Superman this, blue. <laughs> oh man. But I, this is, this isn't the show we're talking about right here. We're, we're just going to talk about the Supergirl, uh, uh, universe that is being created in these, uh, I don't even know how many, 20 or so episodes. Um, and, uh, let's just, uh, start digging in. Okay. Ask we away. Have, we have her history, slight history. Yep. So, um, I have seen two episodes, and it's obvious that she has immense powers. Mm -hmm. How powerful, really, is she in this new universe? I mean, Uh, have we seen the extent of her powers? No, I don't think we've seen the full, full extent, but she's pretty powerful. Um, She's not as strong as Superman, uh, I don't think. In the comic books... Uh, in the in the latest retelling, or not the latest retelling, but when they when they brought Supergirl back as his cousin in I think the mid two thousands, uh, they actually made her stronger than Superman at some point. Okay, and I was like, Meh. <laughs> I don't know about this, but uh, she uh, she's not as strong as Superman in the show, but she's she's powerful. She's I mean on Superman's level and. Uh, I mean, she's got she ha- she struggles with, like if it's a building is falling over, she's she's having struggles uh, keeping it up. It's not like, oh, let me do this with my pinky finger. You know, <laughs> let me catch this falling helicopter with one hand and catch Lois in the other one. It's not quite there. Right. But uh, yeah, she's she's very powerful, uh, super strong, super speed. She's got the heat vision. She's got everything. It's it's great. OK. Um, so with great power comes great responsibility um what do you see as the her her moral center you know where is the morality behind these powers how why is she a hero and not a villain well uh she has the you know the value of life she knows the value of life and and that's you know in the in the modern retellings that's kind of the the core morality for our superheroes most of the time is you know, and with with like stuff like Arrow, it's he just puts another caveat on there. O- only innocent life is sacred in the first couple of seasons, mm-hmm. um, and then it slowly shifts to all life is sacred. I'm not going to take a life, um, and that that's that's where Supergirl is standing. All life is sacred, um, and she struggles with this too. But that's that's where she's she's finding her her center for morality. I think is is there. Okay, does it get into her upbringing? Um, obviously it's a, a television show, so yes. it's not like it's going to be talking very much about, you know, her church upbringing or anything like that. But, um, what, what's the sense we get? I mean, we, we see her, her parents. Of her upbringing? Yes. We actually get a lot of uh, her upbringing, both on earth and on Krypton. And I'm just okay. going to leave it there. Okay. Um, so we see, or at least I saw in the first episode, a, silhouette of superman Mm -hmm. does he have a physical presence in the series yes he does yes i can't believe it um 
they okay so obviously they they can't put superman in the show for some wacky legal reasons they can't they can't have a man in the full superman suit on camera being superman okay it's kind of like what they did with smallville if you've seen smallville um spoilers (laughs) uh uh, at the very last episode we finally see clark kent in the suit right but it's never him wearing the suit it is a picture of him from the shoulders up and he could be wearing the suit and anytime it's a full body shot it's all cgi (laughs) is somehow that is they're able to get around the, the legal stuff with that so that's that's kind of what we have here. Superman is actually in the show way more than I thought he would be. And he just pops up at random times. And you're like, whoa, what the heck? You know, like, I wasn't expecting this. I thought this was Supergirl show. And uh, it, so if, if you – he has a presence in the show. So that, that was a big thing for me because obviously Supergirl is nothing without Superman. Mm-hmm. Not that her character or, it, or who she is as a person diminishes but like – Otherwise, she'd just be Power Girl or Strength right. Girl or Fly Girl. She, no, she's Super Girl. She is defined pretty much by her cousin. So uh, it was nice to have him in the show. And he, uh, they, they come up with some clever ways to keep him in there uh, and even having some vocal presence also um, okay. and speaking into Kara's life. Uh, they, they come up with some clever ways to do that. Now, do we know who is playing or voicing him? Uh, no. And I, I don't want to say too much more about it. Uh, so we can save that for the spoiler section. Okay. So the, uh, the second episode that I watched is because we sort of follow the flash, uh, TV show and okay. there was the crossover between the flash and a Supergirl, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I thought an interesting, an interesting way to do it. There's two completely different universes, and Flash is notorious for, you know, that whole thing, yep. you know, going in between universes. Earth hopping. Yeah, earth hopping. And even in his TV series, it's a huge element of it. If you haven't experienced the Flash TV series, then, again, this is probably not going to mean that much to you. Which, which, by the way, how awesome is that, that we have a Flash TV show where he's earth hopping? So it's 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 really interesting because it brings me back to like I was watching Fringe okay. a couple of years ago. I don't know if you've ever watched Fringe, but they have the same you know, the doppelgangers in in the different universe that they go to, mm-hmm. and you know at some point they're interacting and things like that. And very interesting how they did it. You know, like they would have certain elements in those. Uh, Though in that world, like in that world, uh, Zeppelins were still a thing. Yeah. You know? And so every time you'd see this flash in, in no pun intended, and you're in the different universe, you see like a Zeppelin attached to, you know, the empire state building or something like that. And you're like, wait a minute. And the twin towers are still there. And you're like, wait a minute. And you know, those little visual clues just jump you right into it. Mm. And here, I think uh, with the flash anyway, it it's, like it's a different lighting yeah they do different know? lighting and and yeah. they do a lot of that stuff where earth 2 has a lot more the old-timey technology they have zeppelins and stuff like that yeah yeah anyway you were saying about the crossover right with the crossover he you know crosses over and and he's he needs to get back 
but of course, you know, Supergirl, uh, you know, there's things going on there that, that are playing through her uh, storyline. So it's not really a Flash episode. It's obviously a Supergirl episode with guest starring the Flash. Mm-hmm. I think they really did a really good job with integrating the flash as much as they did into the episode yeah um i will say though if you're a flash watcher and the only episode of supergirl you've seen is the flash crossover episode that is maybe the worst episode of the whole season (laughs) it it was bad um why was it bad just I don't know. I think maybe they're just trying to shoehorn in Flash too much and they're trying to show off all their cool villains that they have in in Supergirl. And they the sh- it felt like they were trying to make the episode too flashy. Get it? Flashy. Um, <laughs> just with the type of supervillains, like the metahuman type supervillains that they showcased in the in the episode, mm-hmm. it was really up Flash's alley and not necessarily up Supergirl's alley. Okay, and so it and it just felt kind of cheesy. Um, and so I would consider that episode not a great episode. Like I said, probably the worst episode of the Supergirl season. So if you watch that episode and you're thinking to yourself, Psh, "I'm not watching this show," well, I I would advise you give it another chance. Start it from the beginning. Um, you know, and I liked the episode. I was entertained because obviously I love the flash and I love this show and they're crossing over. So hooray. Um, <laughs> so, but objectively I look at that and I say, yes, that is, it's a stinker okay. in the, in the season lineup. Yeah. Okay. Now the, uh, and can you compare and contrast how like in, in the flash, mm-hmm. most people get their powers because of the huge explosion that gave flash his powers. Mm-hmm. And we're getting residual energy. Other people are picking up on that and getting powers as well. How do people get powers in the Supergirl universe? Well, uh, a lot of the Supergirl villains, and I don't think this is a spoiler because they established all this in the first episode. Um, but a lot of the things you're going to see uh, are aliens. So, and, and that's I think that's a good departure from because you know. You have to have a way for Supergirl to have all the villains. In the Flash, it's the Particle Accelerator. In mm-hmm. Arrow, it's people from his past popping up from the from the island. In Smallville, everybody and their mom ingested some sort of kryptonite, and now <laughs> they have powers. Inexplicably, kryptonite can do anything. <laughs> get, wow! Give everybody all sorts of powers. In this show, they found a uh, a good way to bring some villains in, and that is that they're aliens. Uh, a lot of them. And then there are some human villains that they're bringing in from the Superman mythos, which is great. Um, and it, they get into some comic book shenanigans. You know, oh, I fell into a vat of radioactive waste. <laughs> I I got struck by lightning. Suddenly course, I have superpowers. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. Okay. Uh, but there's – it doesn't seem like there's like a cohesive one way that people get powers. No. And which is – which I think is refreshing. Uh, I they make they make some departures from comic book stuff, but in my opinion, the departures they make are very minor. And the rest of it, as far as like the bad guys and their origins and how they look and the CGI, it's so so faithful to the source material. Um, and I love it. That's, cool. and, and you guys know this is why I loved uh, Batman v Superman. Dawn of Justice is was because 
to me, they put my DC universe on the screen. They didn't, they didn't put them in black leather jumpsuits, X-Men. <clears throat> um, <laughs> they just put them on the screen. Just yeah. take them and just stick them on there. And that's what they do a lot with this show. And I just, I can't give it high enough praise for that. Cool. So like who are other superheroes? Uh, that's going to have to wait for the spoiler section. Okay. Yes. What would be, what would you, what would you think is the overarching theme of the series or themes? Uh, strong themes about family and what does that mean? Um, are there different types of family, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a huge theme. And then there's also themes of, you know, how do we handle the relationships and friendships uh, or, or romantic relationships? And there's some great stuff about how, you know, the people you think would be the least likely person to have a positive impact on your life are the ones who actually have the most. Like when you first meet them, you're like, ugh, this person. And then – as you get to know them, man, how, how beneficial is this friendship to you? And that really resonates with me because that's exactly the story of me and my best friend. Uh, and, and he's been one of my mentors also. He's the best man at my wedding. And when we first met each other, I hated his guts. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, well, because I was a punk kid and he was all, he was trying to you know speak into my life and, uh, you know, course correct me where he could. And sometimes he had to yell at me a lot. And, you know, when he would yell at me or give me those stern talks that I needed honestly to hear, man, we, and he would do it to some other guys, you know, uh, we, we all traveled together with life action on, on the road going to, from church to church, holding revival conferences and mm-hmm. just, you know, he, he would be speaking into all our lives and we would just, after, after he gave us a talk or something, we'd all just go and stew. But then, you know, slowly but surely, as I realized, you know, the things he's saying line up with scripture and my life is not lining up with scripture. Um, I, I realized that he was right. And now we're, we're best friends. I, I, my one friend that I have, that's, uh, that's closer to me is my wife. So, wow, yeah. So it, that th- those themes in this show really resound strongly with me. Cool. Yeah. So family, um, and the sort of the least of these type of a <laughs> kind of. It's not necessarily. It's not like the biblical terms of you know the least of these. It's it's more right. like you know the last person I would want in my friend group. That turns out to be a very valuable person. Right. Um, and then I, and then there's like some big themes about like. Uh, you know, war and warfare tactics, but I feel like those are pretty common in sci-fi. So, okay. Okay. Uh, what about, I don't know, maybe like sub themes or agendas, you know, things like that. Anything that they're sort of like subliminally subconsciously trying to, there's definitely a feminist agenda in the show, Mm -hmm. but I surprisingly don't have a very big problem with this. And, you know, extreme feminism is, I believe, against uh, what the Bible says we need to be doing as in our, you know, marriages and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, feminism in the fact that men and women are equal and deserve equal opportunity uh, in, you know, the workplace and life and 
pretty much every area. Uh, I mean, that's all throughout this and, and they do it in a very tasteful way. It's not like they're shoving it down your throats. It's, they're not Captain Planet. Um, you know, with their environmentalism message, you know, uh, it's, it's done in a very tasteful way and a very respectful way. And I like it a lot. Um, but it's there. It's, you can, you, you definitely know it's there, but the way they do it, I think is, is it's good. Would you say it's more of an examination of it or is it just sort of put out there and, and, you know, this is, uh, maybe a slight examination because, you know, Supergirl, obviously she is, she could be considered a, a, a model of feminism because she is, uh, you know, going out there doing all the things that Superman does. She's her own hero in her own city and she's her own woman and, uh, in, in the workplace also. So she could be considered that, but it's, it's like I said, they're not forcing it down your throat. Uh, and yeah, they're just, it's just out there. It just is. And, and you'd say it's not really like anti-man feminism. No, it's not, which is Got very it. good. Yeah. Got it. Uh, uh, would you say that there are any, uh, I'll say covert because I don't think there'd be any overt Christian themes, but do you see anything that, that sort of maybe, you know, speaks to Christians specifically? I mean, there's just the general morality that lines up with what Christianity teaches that, you know, love one another, love your enemies, forgiveness. Um, it's all in there. Um, so, uh, I wanted to ask about like maybe the best episodes or the best, uh, you know, parts of the series. Do you think we should do that in spoilers? Yeah, let's do that in spoilers. Okay. Um, I've seen a couple of the shows now Mm -hmm. and, uh, it looks like they have a very healthy uh, special effects budget. Yeah. Um, what's your take on it? I mean, you've seen more, so. Okay. So some of the special effects, some, I would say in the minority, are Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1 level, which is not super awesome. <laughs> I mean, they get they get the job done. It's like, quick, everybody, in front of the CGI screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's it's not quite that bad, but like you know, they're CGI models and things. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the overwhelming majority of the special effects are just they just knock it out of the park. Um, you do you, do you like the uh, special effects on the Flash? For the most part, yeah, I think they do a great job there, especially in that first season. They were just killing it, and this show, just the stuff that they do, some of the places they go and that they're able to go with their storytelling because of the special effects. I cannot even believe they did this on television. Really? I cannot. And when, when you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because it is insane. Um, just knowing what we've had in superhero shows in the past and to think that we could have this level of visual storytelling on our television sets blows my mind. They put, they, I mean, they, they take the DC universe, they put it on that screen and, in, in ways that you're not going to expect. And it's just, it's, it was jaw dropping to me that they went there. So high praise on the visual effects for the most part. Are there any that you think they sort of missed on? Nothing is springing to my mind. I know in the first couple episodes, I was like, eh, like w- maybe once every couple episodes, I was like, eh, 
But, <laughs> but you know, four or five episodes into the season, uh, that goes away. And do you do like the actual vocalization as you're watching it? Yeah. Do, do, do I do, do that? that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Um, what about the casting? I know there's, uh, uh, Callista Flockhart is a big name that is cast in here. We have, uh, you know, Dean Cain, we have, uh, you know, callbacks like the actress who played Supergirl in the, in the, uh, the eighties. Um, who's, what Cal- else? who does Callista Flockhart play? Oh, Callista she plays Cat Grant. Flockhart, Cat Grant. She, she was famous for, uh, Allie McBeal, oh, okay. which was a huge hit. I think it was Fox or something back in the nineties. Um, and that's where she made a name for herself. She does a great job mm-hmm. with Cat Grant. In the in the comic books I've read with Cat Grant in it, um, she is she's either a you know concerned, hardworking mom uh, who's trying to make it in the world, or she is just a sexual predator. <laughs> Really? Yes, in the comics. Um, And they do not go with the sexual predator route. Um, They kind of – they merge that hardworking mom persona with the Devil Wears Prada. If you've ever seen that movie with uh, Meryl Streep plays the the boss Zilla type of person, it is a a fusion of those two things. And she pulls it off great and she's actually one of the the most likable characters in the show, which – stuns me because in all the comic books, at least the ones where she's the sexual predator, um, I'm just now reading the ones where she's the hardworking mom character. Mm-hmm. But, the, but previously I was, I just did not like her character whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very worried to see that Cat Grant was a main character and she's kind of taking the place of Perry White in the show because Supergirl, yeah. Supergirl's not in Metropolis. She's in, uh, is it Capital City? Central City? No, Capital I think it's, I think it's Capital City. And, uh, Cat Grant is kind of like the the owner of this media conglomerate, uh, famous for like magazines and websites and things like that. Which is it it works and it's a it's a it's a modern type of job to have and it totally works for her character. And so she kind of fills in the role of Perry White, uh, except much more self absorbed, <laughs> which is very it's very funny. So, and then we have uh, so that was that was a very good casting choice. The the lady who plays Supergirl is phenomenal. Um, she just does a great job, and I really, really like uh, how she does Supergirl because in the Supergirl comics I've read, uh, she, Supergirl ha- has been like super mega over-the-top feminist and and not even like – like most of the time not even feminine just because mm-hmm. she's trying so much to be out there and to be Supergirl. <laughs> and, and that's not the way they do it at all in this show, which like I said – there is the there's definitely that feminism thing in here, but the way they do it is so tasteful and so great, and she's still a very humble character, and um, it's it's great. And then the other casting choice that uh, may cause some controversy because stuff like this causes controversy many times, at least on the internet, <laughs> as they have re- they have recast uh, Jimmy Olsen as a black man, and at first I was like. Um, you know, just seeing him on the screen, not, not, you know, it's nothing against that. He's cast as black man. It just is reading, you know, all my life, Jimmy Olsen, when they say, when they call this guy, Jimmy Olsen, it just doesn't register in my brain. <laughs> Cause he's not freckle faced. Exactly. Yeah. Red hair. Yeah. You, you get this, 
very strong picture of someone in your brain over the course of 50 years. Yeah. And then you present it with someone else. And yes, technically, I mean, I'm not a huge Jimmy Olsen historian. I guess no one really is because who really cares? But, you know, it's Jimmy Olsen. It's it's not that he can't be black. It's that, you know, I think sometimes with stuff like that, you're just like, not a big deal. But then if you're trying to think it through, you're like, did they just, I mean, it was sort of, it was funny in the, the, the Flash episode where uh, he was there and Flash was there. And I think they have a Hispanic friend and she says, you know, you guys look like, uh, you know, the, the cast from a, a, um, an ethnically diverse CW yeah, show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which is, and, and I think maybe that's when it's sort of, it's sort of settled in. It's like, are they just going for ethnic diversity? They are. And, and that's, and that is good. And that is fine. Because we do need ethnic diversity because much of the comic book universe, in fact, a lot of a lot of stuff outside the comic book universe in media is very whitewashed. Um, and that's fine. And like I said, when I first saw this and I was watching the show, when they're calling him Jimmy, it's just not registered in my brain. But now um, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I mean, I never had a problem with it, but now I, I, see, I can see him as Jimmy. And this is not uh, Jimmy – like golly gee shucks, I've got my bow tie. You know, this is this is uh, you know, because Supergirl has come in like the middle of Superman's career, and now she's grown a couple of years since she's arrived on Earth. And so this is grown up Jimmy. Right. This is this is matured, tenured Jimmy, senior photographer at the Daily Planet, now striking out on his own to be the entire uh photography overseer of this multimedia conglomerate, Jimmy. Yeah, talented. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. And confident. And so, um, and that's how he plays him. And he plays him just like that would be he put any actor who would play this Jimmy Olsen. He does, he does a great job. So, and the guy who plays him, McCad Brooks, he does a great job. And that, like, like I said, now I, I see him as Jimmy in the show. It's just, it's just a different Jimmy. Yeah. Just it, for me, it's, I don't really care what color people are Mm -hmm. just if you establish someone as a certain color or gender or you know whatever if you change it 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 almost smacks of you know we're just changing it just to be edgy or we're just changing it because you know we just want to call attention to this if it's a problem or if it's a solution or something sometimes it's like that for sure and um in the comic books a lot of times they get around this by you know just having a a a successor to the person like maybe wild wildcat retires and now a a new wildcat who is a you know woman in in hispanic lineage and she comes in and she's now wildcat i mean mean, yeah great do that but don't change green lantern to be gay just because yeah. You can have a new Green Lantern. He can already be gay if you need a gay character. Don't take <laughs> <laughs> the Green Lantern we've all grown up with and just totally change who he is. Yeah, it just it's it smacks of of, you know, not being it's disingenuous. But it is good to know that I mean, he's doing a good job. I didn't have a problem with his acting. I didn't have a problem with anything. He he's really good in that role. Yes, he's doing a great job. But you know, when it comes to stuff like that, I'm just sort of like, come on, make it less obvious, please. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, other than that, casting-wise, I mean, the the cast is great. I don't think there's there hasn't been a lackluster performance uh, on the screen yet, I don't think. What about uh, villains? Do, has there any been any uh, surprises with villain casting, anything like that? Nothing with casting. There have been some surprises with which villains show up, but I don't want to spoil anything, so we'll save that for the spoiler section. Ooh, okay. All right. Um, I think... That's pretty much all I have for non-spoilers. So okay. We're going we're gonna to play the music and uh, come on back and uh, we'll spoil some stuff for you. Let's do it. Spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, we're now in the spoiler section. So, Steve, anything you want to say, just... Throw it. We're spoiling everything about the show. Everything. Everything. So, go ahead. Um, so, okay. Uh, we had spoiler about Superman, his presence in the show. Yes. Who's, who's the actor, who, whatever it is. What's okay. The, what's the spoiler there? Just the spoiler is how they get him in the show a lot. So, he just randomly shows up a couple times. We see him. Um, and we we don't ever see his face, but we see him from the back, see him flying through the air, coming towards us, um, and, you know, in silhouette. And so that's pretty cool. And they have him in there, and he fights some villains. So it's pretty sweet. Uh, but then whenever Kara has a problem, she just texts him. And so she they're— Texts Superman. Yes. And so they're texting back and forth throughout the series. Okay. And I was like, wow, what a great creative way. Because he lives in a different city. Right. You know, and he's at work and he's saving people. So do we do we know how far away Metropolis is from? I don't think too far. I think they're both on the East Coast. Okay. I think possibly. Um, But but yeah, so so and the text that we received from Clark, they sound just like him from the comics. So it's it's great. You you believe it's him. Does she text at super speed? No, (laughs) no, she's like instant messaging him at work and on the phone and things like that. It's just casual, normal. It's good. You know what would be interesting? What? This is just throwing it out there. I mean, Krypton, super technology, Mm -hmm. the technology to shoot a baby into space and have it land on a different planet and survive and thrive and all that stuff. And, you know, now there's another one. I mean, the, the the technology must have been just unearthly. Literally. Literally. And I guess, you know, you have it a little bit with, you know, when Superman has the robot, you know, the, or the, you know, he puts on the, the armor, the uh, super Superman armor, or whatever, to, to try to get around the kryptonite thing and stuff like that. But at some level, I mean, couldn't you super tech Superman. So he's even more, I mean, you know, have, have some sort of his, his costume is, is super tech or something. I mean, it's just, it seems like they're, they're sort of missing something there. I don't know how much more super you can make him even with technology. I guess, but I don't, still, yeah, I don't see any need. I mean, the, the only thing that would really help him is give him some pockets or, you know, magic resistance or something. <laughs> <laughs> that could help. 
But um, I don't know. That's just I'm just throwing that out there. I guess yeah. I guess you could get him some armor that would automatically shield him from kryptonite. That would be helpful. Yeah, I think sometimes they rely too much on his physicalness. You know, he's such an imposing physical figure. I guess they don't want to play up the armor aspect of it. Like, you know, in Batman, you know, when he's fighting Superman, he has that armor because he's not Superman. So I guess why would Superman need the armor? But, you know, I mean, sometimes he's fighting Darkseid, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, and I say it because... You know, texting back and forth would be interesting, but, you know, what also would be interesting is if they had some sort of, you know, earpiece or something where they could send holograms back and forth or, you know, just communicate instantly instead of relying on Earth technology. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. And, and when they're texting, it's not between Supergirl and Superman. It's between Kara and Clark. So it's during their downtime Okay. as cousins, not as fellow superheroes. Got it. Got it. Um, okay, so other heroes in the show. Yes. Okay. So once again, this is the spoiler section, so don't blame me. Yes. We, we played the organ. No, we didn't, but we sang it. And there are some superheroes that show up in the show. Obviously, one is the Flash. <gasps> really? Yes. But out of nowhere comes the Martian Manhunter. Ooh, nice. Yes. And is he from Mars? Yes. And this is the stuff I'm talking about with the special effects because they show the whole thing. And he doesn't – he looks like the stinking Martian Manhunter. Cool. Like this is, what I, this is what I was expecting to be on screen for our DC Cinematic Universe with Zack Snyder. Wow. And it's on the TV show. It's nuts. And I mean they just – they took him out of the comics and they just stuck him right there on the screen and there he is. <laughs> I'm telling you what. And it looks great, and he is great. Now, my one caveat with um, with the Martian Manhunter is they totally threw us a red herring. A green herring. You mean. Yeah, and I'm expecting this to actually, you know, develop into something. But the, you know, because usually um, Martian Manhunter's alter ego is John Jones, detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because his name is Jean Jones, Jean Jones from Mars. In this, he has assumed the identity of Hank Henshaw. <laughs> okay. And are you familiar with who Hank Henshaw is from the comics? Um, I'm blanking. I've, I've heard it. Okay, Hank Henshaw is one of my favorite supervillains from the comic books, the cyborg Superman. Oh, okay, okay, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is another one that confused me and befuddled me because. He is also a black man, which once again, and I like when they have Jean Jones be a, a black man because I don't know. I just think that's a good choice. Um, but I think it's because they always have uh, a person of color play him on an animated show just because it sounds cooler. Um, <laughs> it does. And, and a color other than green. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, so Hank Henshaw is a black guy, but he's supposed to be the cyborg Superman, and Superman is not black, so he's not going to fool anybody if he turns into the cyborg Superman. And so right. I was like, this is going to confuse me. But then he turns out to be uh, Martian Manhunter, and I was like, oh, okay. This all makes sense now, <laughs> and it's great. And he did, the guy who plays him does a great job, and 
it's 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 very good, very good. And it's a, it's a it was a great red herring because the whole time you know you you see Hank Henshaw there, uh, they they hint that he there's something more going on with him, and his eyes glow red, which is totally something you'd expect for to happen if it's Cyborg Superman. Mm-hmm. But then no, his eyes are glowing red because he's the stinking Martian Manhunter. <laughs> so, and there's yeah, and there's more that they do with him, but it was it's good, it's great, cool, cool. So, any other heroes? Uh, other heroes, Superman, uh, Flash, John, John. I am drawing a blank, but I I don't think there are any yet. I'm thinking there will be. Um. Okay. So who who are some of the, like the, the coolest villains then? Okay, well, okay. So they have the main villains of the series are Supergirl's aunt and ooh, she sounds terrible. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, Look out, everybody! It's Supergirl's aunt. <laughs> well, Supergirl's aunt is married to Non. Now, are you familiar with Non? Uh, that's that type of Middle Eastern bread. Ah, no, he is one of the three uh, super criminals sentenced to the Phantom Zone with General Zod. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. the the big brute guy, and in right. this he's not a big brute guy. He's actually very intelligent. Um, so he's the he's a main villain. So that's pretty cool. They have they bring in uh, Brainiac is in this show. Nice, but it is not traditional Brainiac. It is a female version of Brainiac, but it is the female version of Brainiac from the comics. So I have no problem with it, and I actually really liked it. Cool. Because, you know, Brainiac has uh, he has lots of different uh, iterations, like, you know, like Brainiac 1, Brainiac 5 from the Legion of Superheroes, Brainiac 13 from my favorite comic book story, Art, Our World's at War. Go read it. Pick it up. You can probably <laughs> get it at your Barnes & Noble or order it on Amazon. Read it. Anyway, and then they have Brainiac 8, which is a female version, and it was a it was a surprise reveal in the comic books because you have this this cyborg character as a part of the outsiders for a while, and then at the end of the run it's revealed, uh-oh, it's actually Brainiac 8. A, a female <laughs> version of Brainiac. So they bring her in, and they actually have the girl who played Supergirl in uh, Smallville play her. So oh wow! Okay. It's another one of those throwbacks. So yeah. it's it's cool. It's cool. And uh, then they have oh yeah, Red Tornado's in this. Nice. And he's he functions as a villain, but I assume he's eventually going to turn into a hero, and that would be sweet. Um, we have uh, Livewire is in this, and her origin is exactly the same in the comic books we have familiar with livewire livewire is a character they invented uh just for uh superman the animated series kind of like uh harley quinn was invented for batman the animated series and now she's a comic book character Mm -hmm. and so in she was a radio shock jock get it shock jock got it gets electric powers um and she gets okay in the show her original origin she gets struck by lightning and nothing else like there's just no, struck by lightning. Just struck by lightning. There's no toxic waste. There's no like radiation. There's no she's struck by lightning, and now she has superpowers. So got it. Yeah, that's what happens here. And then we have Silver Banshee, who yeah, she was in the Flash episode, yep, and she looks exactly like from the comic books, and her origins yeah. are the same also. So cool. Yeah, like I said, some great some great callbacks to the comics. We have okay, so in in Kara's personal life, and not in her superheroing life we have the villain of lucy lane 
who is Lois Lane's little sister, mm-hmm. who is always kind of like a villain because she just <laughs> she just comes in and just brings chaos in her wake to everybody involved in her life. Well, she's a little sister, so yeah. And she, so yeah, so she comes in here. No offense to my little sisters if you're listening to this podcast. Um, uh, she comes in and and she's kind of like an antagonist to Supergirl in her personal life. And then, oh, we have Toy Man. Toy Man is in this. We have, okay, I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's, I know there's more. Maxima is in this, who is a antagonist for Superman. Yes, we have a couple of Superman villains in here. We have Maxima, we have Reactron, who's kind of like Metallo, but with nuclear energy instead of kryptonite energy. He's in this too, and that was cool. Um, Yeah. Guys, it's if you like comic books, if you like the DC universe, if you like Superman, watch this show. <laughs> it is it is a giant love letter to Superman lore, and there I feel like they're doing an even better job than Smallville did. Cool. So, what would be like the best episodes? You think if you could? Oh, if you could have five episodes. Obviously, the first one you want to have that one, but you have five other episodes. That someone can watch. Episode 15, uh, which is Solitude, where we go to the Fortress of Solitude. And that's where we got uh, Brainiac 8 is in there. Okay. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm looking here on Wikipedia on all the episodes. Uh, Oh, we have an adaption of uh, the famous comic book story by Alan Moore for The Man Who Has Everything. Okay. Where Superman... Gets a, yeah. a present and it's the it's the Black Mercy plant, <laughs> right? Yep, and we do that. Um, so that was that was with Supergirl. So that was pretty good. Ooh, yeah, we have Bizarro is in this, but it's Supergirl Bizarro. And oh, and I totally missed this. Duh, we don't have Lex Luthor in the show, but we have a great Lex Luthor stand-in from the comics, Maxwell Lord. Okay. Who in the comic books is the leader, one of the leaders of Checkmate, and he's got some mental powers, and he's just he's he's kind of like a Lex Luthor-ish type of villain. Attached to the Justice League. Is he? Point. He was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he's in the show. Does a great job. Um, yeah. I can't remember the names of the episodes, but the one where we get Martian Manhunter's origin story. Mm-hmm. is legit. <laughs> how many how many episodes is he in? He's oh well his his character as Hank Henshaw is in almost every episode. But Mar- but him in his alien form being Martian Manhunter maybe about a third of the episodes. A third of the whole season, a third out of 20, do the math. Uh that would be 3. A third out of 20? Hey, hey, this is my math. Okay? <laughs> You do your math. It's, I'll do my math. Okay. Okay. I'll Show do my your math. work, man. Show your work. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's so many good ones to choose from. Guys, if, if, if you're listening, just go watch the show. Give it a chance. Just, just commit yourself that you're going to watch through the season. If you, if you don't like it after the first season, fine. Never watch it again. Put it down. But do yourself a favor and just watch it. <laughs> It's a great comic book superhero TV show. Just, you know, if you're watching Arrow, you know how it's going. Just put it down. Just stop it. Stop it. Put down Arrow. Put down Gotham. Go watch Supergirl. Wow. Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm putting it on the table. So you're saying that Supergirl is better than Gotham, better than Arrow? 
better than Flash? I'd say it's on par. Th- Flash is probably better. Okay. Um, but it's up there with him. And Arrow was great. First two seasons. I mean, you can't get much better than Arrow season two, in my opinion. Really? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. But uh, but yeah, for the majority of the Arrow seasons, this show's better. Okay. Um, so, uh, special effects, we wanted to talk a little bit about spoiler special effects. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm talking about here with, um, Martian Manhunter's origin. They show the whole thing. They show Mars. They show the war between the white Martians and the green Martians. And they they show it. All right. I'm stopping this podcast right now so I can go watch that. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. That sounds awesome. I mean, it's not like any, it's not like a huge extended thing, but it's there. And we have Martian Manhunter fighting Supergirl. And, uh, cause there's one episode where there's red kryptonite and they are fighting in the air and they're knocking each other through buildings. And it's just like out of the man of steel, you know, obviously scaled back a little, but the, Oh, and the wire work in the show is very impressive. You can't tell they're on wires. It's it's not obvious to the eye that that's what they're doing. And it just it looks like they're flying. Cool. It is great. Oh. So yeah, the superhero fights are, are great. They do a they do a very good job. Um let's see, and some other spoiler visual effects. Oh, the heat vision is pretty cool in this one. They take a cue from Man of Steel where we have, you know, you can see the the heat building up, you know, through their skin in their eye cavities. Uh-huh. You know, and that's pretty cool. But the heat vision in this, it's blue heat vision. Okay. Which is a neat choice because blue is obviously the hottest form of fire. So that tells you how intense this heat vision is. And they have a couple Dragon Ball Z style uh, <laughs> laser battles where, you know, they're they're both shooting the lasers at each other and the lasers are colliding and they're pushing back and forth. Who's going to win? Whose heat vision is stronger? And it's, it's pretty sweet. Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm a huge fan of the the John Byrne Superman stuff from the 1980s. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you've read much of those, but we yeah, have. Yes. Great. You know, you know, Kellex, his robot. Yes. His floating fortress of solitude robot. He's in here, and he looks just <laughs> like that. He looks just like it, and and the the visual effects on him were great. <laughs> so cool. I was I was nerding out then. I'm like Kellex. It's like, <laughs> and they call him that too. It's just one of those deep cut nerd things that I just freak out about because it is straight from the comics. That is cool. Do you have those issues? Yes. John Byrne ones? Yep. Very cool. Yeah, the, I, I was not a big um, Superman fan growing up. I wasn't a big DC fan because like a lot of people, it's like you pick up an, an issue is, okay, Justice Society of America, Justice League of America. Wait a minute. Are these in the same universe? Wait uh-huh. a minute. They're in different time periods. Earth 2, Earth 5, Earth X, Earth what? You know, and it was just like there was too much nonsense going on. Earth S. <laughs> Earth S. <laughs> or what's the one with uh, the with Captain Carrot? And the, the... What are we using? Are we using numbers? Are we using letters? Yeah, I know. It's just like, what? What's going like on here? Earth smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> Earth heuristic concept. I mean, it was just like too hashtag much... Earth. Exactly. <laughs> but then you know, Marv Wolfman comes along in Crisis on Infinite Earths, and all of a sudden it doesn't matter because they're all like jammed into this one thing, and, yes. and they're all fighting for the same reason, and they're you know, and and it made 
much more sense to start picking up DC comic books at that point. And obviously because they were, you know, they renumbered Superman with number one and, uh, or was it Superman? They'd re- yep. I th- yep. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, Wonder Woman started off at number one and, and, um, you know, even with Batman, they did, you know, Batman year one and year two and year three and whatever. So, you know, they were, they were giving you this, this brand new universe and all of a sudden, and, you know, legends jumped off of, of that whole thing. So, you know, you're getting the, 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 the justice league and you're getting everything brand new. And then justice league started again. I mean, they ended it and they started again. And, and it's like, why not pick this stuff up and top notch? I mean, George Perez was doing wonder woman. John Byrne was doing, uh, uh Superman. Uh, you had, you know, rotating people doing Batman, but you had, you know, Frank Miller doing, uh, as, um, year one, and uh, uh, who are the guys doing, uh, you know, uh, uh, McGuire and the writer for Justice League of America. I'm blanking right now. But, you know, they were just putting everything, comedy, uh, you know, just geek stuff. I mean, you know, the, the Batman punching out Guy Gardner, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, stuff that you were like, oh, man, I always wanted to see what would happen if this or that happened. And, you know, they did just goofy stuff, too, with, you know, Justice League Antarctica and, you know, just well, that's interesting goofball stuff sometimes. But the thing is, it made sense because it was you you wanted to see more of this stuff. You know, they jammed in the Global Guardians in there and and all of a sudden there's this other international superhero team that they're sort of competitors with, but they're sort of on the same team. And, you know, they did so much stuff with it. Um that you know that was one of the things that I continued, you know, when I stopped buying comics in the in the early '90s. I mean, you can sort of tell where my where my what I was looking at because I have you know these runs that just end, <laughs> <laughs> and you know one of them is is you know those Justice League comic books. So I, I have tons of them. Um, so in, in you know that's where my DC universe is you know when i think of the dc universe that's what i'm thinking of yep either that or the superman radio show from the 40s you know so (laughs) it's one or the other yeah Um, and and my dc universe is everything between that 1985 reboot from crisis uh up to the flashpoint where they transitioned to the new 52 i kind of kind of stopped because i was mad (laughs) because <laughs> they wrecked superman but now they're fixing it they're fixing it and real superman is back in the comics if you're then not gonna what then they're gonna wreck him again oh i don't be mad but i don't they, think so they will I, okay. hopefully they've learned their lesson again <laughs> no they haven't <laughs> but no but anyway the, i mean so dc stuff i don't i don't i don't get a lot of you know especially pre-crisis stuff um and this you know these characters this stuff that they're doing is all pretty firmly within that within that realm um you know with the with the stuff that they're doing but so, it's pretty much in the realm of what you're what you know yeah the stuff that i mean they're, they're not doing the 1960s batman right right and, <laughs> um so you know it's and also obviously the you know the animated series Batman the animated series, um, you know jumping off of that stuff too. But I think that a lot of that came out of 
the you know the the, the different stuff that uh, especially Frank Miller uh, was doing back in the late '80s, and uh, you know bringing that full <laughs> full throttle into visual form, um, you know jumping into that. So that's what I'm how I'm experiencing all this DC stuff. Okay, um, I was not a big Superman fan, and then mm. John Byrne did Superman. And I was. A lot of people don't like the John Byrne Superman stuff, but you know what? It really started to popularize him again. It did. Yeah. And so if you don't like the John Byrne Superman stuff, are you a human? <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, some people just don't like John Byrne, you know, period, for whatever reason. You know, he's just too too good or he picks you know he's too good oh i hate that guy <laughs> yeah it's like, that's too good oh, oh oh another john byrne cover oh look i think that's Ugh. why a lot of people you know i've talked to some people and they don't like they don't like this show it's it's just because it's too good yeah you just can't handle it that's it, it. <laughs> <laughs> or else they heard me open up my mouth one or the other oh um but okay, so special effects, we get some uh, good episodes, uh, and you wanted to mention some uh, spoiler casting decisions. Spoiler casting decisions. I, I think I might have already covered that uh, with Hank Henshaw. Okay. And uh, the the Martian Manhunter. Got it. Yep. Cool. Um, well, that's all I have. Okay. Well, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, hopefully you guys who are listening, if you're still listening, you're interested now in watching the show. Once again, just give it a chance because I, I've really, really enjoyed this and I'm a, I'm a big DC fan. I'm a big Superman fan. And if you fall into those categories, I think you're going to like this. And once again, like, you know, with the, with the casting choices with Jimmy, the casting choices with Brainiac, um, you know, give give it a, give it a shot because they're they're doing. I mean, Brainiac is obviously from the comic books. If you weren't Brainiac Eight, is a minor character, so if you weren't familiar with that, understandable. And this guy who's playing Jimmy does a great job. He does the part justice, and it's a different Jimmy because he's older, more mature. So, you know, this it's it's great. Give it a shot. Well, all right then. Yep. Anything left you want to say, Steve? Any last words? Have you perfected your Sign off catchphrase. I haven't, but but I'm I'm thinking, you know, something. I'm just, you know, it, it it would be nice if I had something Supergirl related to end this episode with, but it, I just does she have a catchphrase? No, I mean she has her catchphrase from the, her first comic book she was ever in on the cover. What did, she, what did she say there? She says, I'm your girl cousin from Krypton. And I have all your powers or something like that. So you could say that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I'm your girl cousin from Krypton. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't think so. No. And that was the day they crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> that fateful day. Well, you know, you know, Ben's not here, Steve. So I think I think we could say this together. And with our powers combined, it could be just as effective as Ben. Wow. Do you think maybe one can say the first part and the other one can say the second part? Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. All right. Because I don't I don't know if one of us can handle both parts. You're right, you're probably right. All right, you say the first part, I'll okay. say the second part. I guess there's nothing left to say, but thanks for listening. And Godspeed. Ooh, Sweet. Tingly. Goosebumps. Tingly. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. <laughs>
So here's a little lesson for those of you who finish something and then turn it over to someone else to finalize it. And the someone else that you turn it over to finalize it is someone who you have tried to steal their line from. He steals it back. Now, I don't know where the record scratch came from because this is all digital, but it doesn't matter. It's a metaphorical record scratch. All that matters is I'm about to say this. Thank you for listening, everyone, and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening. <laughs>